and welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today I'll be your host. Today's show we're actually talking about the AFC North here as we'll be going over each team, um, basically what their draft looked like and then basically what the rank is of the team here as we move forward as the NFL season starts up here Thursday. I want to talk about the big trade that took place here in the NBA here. And so before we actually start, let me go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have drived, uh, driven content to our show as well. So we definitely appreciate that. So uh, let's go ahead and actually, without further ado, jump into the show here. So let us go ahead and jump over here to the AFC North. And so with the AFC North here, um, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, we have the Cleveland Browns, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then we have the uh, Baltimore Ravens here. So um, I think that this is probably one of the best divisions in football as far as defensively. You know, I think the AFC West might have been the best offensively, but I think defensively here you're looking at some very good units here defensively. And I think that each team respectively went out there and addressed the defensive needs that they had here. Um, especially when you look at Cincinnati, uh, you look at Baltimore, you look at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, these are teams that expect to really be there. And I think Cleveland at some point expects to be there. Obviously, they have Deshaun Watson, who is suspended for 11 games. Uh, now, we know he's out for 11 games, so it's going to be a little bit more tougher, I think, for them to to get to where they want to go initially. But uh, long term, I think Cleveland might be in some um, some good standings here moving forward. So, Let's go ahead and start off here with a team that I, I think has probably made, uh, quiet as it's kept, maybe the, the best uh, picks in the drafts yet again, and that is the, the Baltimore Ravens here. I, I think when you look top to bottom with what the Baltimore Ravens did here, I think that you're looking at a team that pretty much got the, uh, I think, some of the best value in the draft here. I like what they got with Cal Hamilton here at pick 14, safety. Not a lot of people like that pick, but I did. Um, I know there's not a huge uh, amount of athleticism that maybe stood out there in the combine, but I think when you look at the, uh, the game footage, the game tape here, you're looking at a guy here that I think he's going to make a lot of plays out there. I think he's going to definitely be able to make some hard hits out there. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be on an Ed Reed level, uh, but I think for sure this, they have gotten a safety here that is going to be there for quite some time. So I like that pick. Um, I love the fact that they go out here, they pick up Travis Jones here at the defensive tackle position. I love what they did there. Um, I love that they go out and pick up uh, Tyler um, Batty here out of Missouri. I think that he might see himself on the field here, especially with the injuries that have taken place here with the Ravens at the running back position. Um, looking at the the cornerback position where they go out and get Jalen Amar Davis here out of Alabama. Excuse me, I think that that was a terrific pick. Um, Demarion Williams, Houston, cornerback. Great pick there. Get a very good kicker here um, with Jordan Stroud here out of Penn State here. They get a terrific edge rusher out of Michigan as well. Remember, uh, this is the young man that actually tore his Achilles um, in the, 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 the pre-
pre-draft. I think he was doing like a, a team workout for the combine towards Achilles. But before that, they were getting a guy here that probably was a top, uh, top maybe 20 pick in the draft here. So when you look at what the Ravens were able to do, they were able to address a lot of needs. Their defense got a lot stronger here. I like the fact that they went out here and took care of business and, and got another running back and some insurance there. Um, in case J.K. Dobbins uh, is not back here, uh, they went out and got Kenyon Drake. Uh, they have Mike Davis as well. Um, they went ahead and, you know, they have Lamar Jackson obviously still here. I think he's still looking for the contract here. But um, make no mistake about it, man. I, I love what the, the, the Ravens did there. I think many could argue that they probably could go ahead and maybe address the uh, – with the wide receiver standpoint here, uh, they do have uh, was it Slade Bolton here out of Alabama? He's a rookie that's on the roster here. Um, Shamir Bridges here, the rookie out of Fort Valley State, uh, another rookie here. Um, they still have Rashad Bateman here in year two. I think they're expecting some big things for him. Um, he was injured a lot of the year there last year. They have Demarcus Robinson coming over here from the Chiefs. So he's there as well. Um, so, you know, hey, they're going to be dangerous there. Obviously, I think when you look at Lamar Jackson here, he can run it. He can throw it. These guys are going to have a ton of opportunities here. But the question is, um, can they step up to that elite level here? You have Mark Andrews here, which maybe he might be one of the best tight ends in the league here. Um you know, Isaiah Likely, a rookie tight end here. There's been a lot of hype around this young man. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him involved in the passing game here. Um, I think that they went out here. They got an offensive tackle here to help keep um, keep Lamar Jackson in a good, a good situation here. So, listen, I like what the Ravens have done here. I think the Ravens are in a good spot here. I think that, you know, they have a good chance to win this division here. Obviously, I'll go over what my picks are here, but there's a lot that I love about the, the Ravens here. I like everything that they really did in the offseason here. The only thing that I didn't like is the fact that they didn't get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson, but I think at some point that, that does happen here. Moving on here to the next team here. Let's take a look here at the Pittsburgh Steelers here. So, obviously, a lot of the the um, the news was around Ben Roethlisberger and his situation as far as retiring and everything like that. Um, and then you had Dwayne Hackins, um, you know, rest in peace, pass away here. Um, and then, so now, that left the situation as to what the Steelers were going to do quarterback standpoint here and I think that they basically went out here and they found their quarterback of the future in, in my opinion they go out and get Kenny Pickett okay he was a star here at Pittsburgh and many people were talking about how small his hands are okay let me remind people that Dante Culpepper okay Dante Culpepper that played with Randy Moss played with Chris Carter a terrific player, outstanding pro. I got to check and see if he made the Hall of Fame. Uh, he definitely put up Hall of Fame numbers, okay? 
they once said he had small hands, and once he got his chance, he never looked back. I think the same thing with Kenny Pickett here. I think what Pittsburgh did here is they actually made amends for not going out and drafting Dan Marino in 84, like they should have, or 84, 85, whatever draft it was. I think that they go out here, they get the hometown kid, they got it right. I think at some point, Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback here for the Pittsburgh Steelers, much like Tommy Maddox, much like Ben Roethlisberger. Kenny Pickett will not look back once he makes the team. Um, or makes the start, excuse me. So I, you know, I just think he's a better quarterback than Mitch Tabisky, who they brought over from the uh, Bills, former number one pick. I think he's better than Mason Rudolph as well. And then when you look at the preseason, uh, Kenny Pickett, I think, was the best quarterback here. Now, moving forward with the wide receiver standpoint, look, in the draft, I think that these guys got a steal with George Pickens out of Georgia. I think that that was an outstanding pickup. To me, Pickens reminds me a lot of what Plexico Burris did. Um, you know, obviously it took Plexico Burris some time to mature. His better years came when he was with the Giants. Uh, he did have some good years, you know, or he had like a little bit of a run there with the Steelers, but I think that George Pickens has all the tools here to be very good. And I think that if Chase Claypool goes down, which he was, he was injured, uh, I think you're looking at a guy here that can definitely step in here and make some plays. I think he's going to be an outstanding piece here. Um, Chase Claypool, when he's healthy out of Notre Dame, very good. Dante Johnson showed that he could be a legit number one here. Um, so I like what they have here. They have Miles Boykins. He's back here for them. Um, they did have Anthony Miller coming in here out of Houston, So, but he got hurt. Uh, they have Steven Sims Jr. I believe he was, used to play for Washington here. So the wide receivers have gotten better. Uh, you know, I think that from the skill standpoint, the quarterback play is going to be much better. But how about the fact that they have um, Najee Harris? You know, here's a guy that coming out of Alabama year two, I think he's going to be a stud as long as he's healthy here. Um I think that Benny Snell Jr. has a chance to make an impact here uh, on the field. Um, you know, they do have Jeremy Nichols here that comes over here from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, here's a guy with an experience. You know, hopefully he's able to get it done. Uh, Derek Watt on the roster here. Uh, running back, fullback. So, you know, it looks like they've definitely kind of... Um, They've upped the ante here, running back here. If Najee it does go down here, even though he plays just about uh, 70 to 80% of the snaps here, I like the fact that they got some nice change of pace here. Um, and then, hey, I, I love what they have with the tight end position. Uh, you know, the young man out of Penn State, I, I think that he's going to have a magnificent year here. He's entering year three. Um, I expect him to have a very good year here um, defensively. You know, the, pretty much they're returning a lot of the guys that they had here um, from a, a year ago, you know, that pretty much made uh, Pittsburgh an elite defensive unit here. And, you know, hey, I like it. I like where Coach Tomlin's going here. I think Pittsburgh's in a good situation. I don't think that they're going to run into a rebuild. Um, I, I 
think that, again, once they get Kenny Pickett into the starting position, uh, I think that this might be one of the best quarterbacks um, that Mike Tomlin's been around. You know, and no disrespect to Ben Roethlisberger, but hey, Kenny Pickett, he's going to be able to give you that uh, mobile quarterback that uh, Coach Tomlin was looking for. I think he's going to be able to create. I think he's going to be able to extend plays. I think he's going to be terrific for them. And I think this is a year where perhaps the Steelers get back to their winning ways. And it is possible that they actually steal a playoff spot here. So I like what they did in the draft. Um, I love what they they did, especially at the quarterback position here. Uh, Next up here, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals here. So, look, the Cincinnati Bengals here, obviously to me, I think that they were... Uh, they were like the Cinderella here last year. I mean, I did not anticipate Cincinnati um, not only winning their first playoff game, but actually getting back to the Super Bowl since what, I, was it the 90s or 80s? I think Boomer Esiason was playing quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, for the Bengals to do that, Joe Burrow, you know, he's coming off the, the knee, obviously. And I, it really, to be honest with you, I knew Joe Burrow was good, but man, I didn't know Joe Burrow was that good, you know, because this is the first time I actually got a chance to actually look at a Cincinnati because you don't really see a lot of their games on. I think you're going to see a lot more of them this year. But listen, the fact of the matter is when you look at what the Bengals did, the Bengals went out and they got better defensively. Okay, not only did they get better defensively, they also brought in some help along the offensive line here because that's ultimately I think what lost them the Super Bowl they weren't able to keep Joe Burrow upright and keep him out of that pressure late that hurt him Um, and then also too they just weren't able to stop uh, the explosive plays or they didn't really have anything uh, from a shutdown standpoint in the secondary and I think they addressed all those issues here so um, you know what Joe Burrow can do you already know what he does. Joe Mixon, you're hoping he can continue to stay healthy here. Uh, he's an outstanding running back if he's able to stay on the field. Samaji P. Ryan here. He's been a steady pro here. Uh, he's also been a great fit here and a great change of, of pace here. Um, love the fact that they do have Chris Evans coming over here. Um, running back, went to Michigan here possible that he could probably make an impact here um you know you look at the wide receiver core might be one of the best wide receiving corps in all of football arguably they have tyler boyd jamar chase who i thought you know hey preseason he looked it looked like it was gonna be tough for him and he came out there year one and made it happen uh so jamar chase here Obviously, I think he's going to be a factor. T. Higgins, uh, Stanley Morgan, you know, he's on the roster as well. Fourth-year man out of Nebraska. And then tight end, that's where it gets pretty interesting. Uh, Obviously, their tight end kind of moved over to the Jets here. But they have Hayden Hurst here. You know, he put up some good numbers here with um, with the Falcons. So the question is, you know, hey... Can he kind of rekindle some of that magic here? But looking at the Bengals from top to bottom here, you look at what they were able to do in the draft. They went out and got Dexter Hill. 
out of Michigan at pick 31. Um, they go out and get Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska in round two. They went out there and got a safety in round five out of Toledo, um, Tassine Anderson. Um, and then they went out and got him some edge rushers here, Jer- Jeffrey Gutner there, and then also to the defensive tackle position, uh, Zachary Court- Carter, excuse me, out of Florida. So I like what they did, man. I love the fact that they said, hey, we're going to be able to score points. We need to be able to stop people. I like what the Bengals did here. Um, I'm hoping that they uh, aren't just smelling the flowers here. I hope that we are seeing that Bengals team that is hungry here, uh, that was hungry during the postseason. I think that they're going to make some noise here. Uh, They're going to have a tough opening game here. They're going to start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that will be interesting here. Um, But again, we'll kind of go over the rankings here as we got one more team here, and that is the Cleveland Browns here. So, um, Wow. So the Cleveland, I mean, based off the limited draft capital that they had, obviously they they gave up just about everything but the kitchen sink to get Deshaun Watson over here. Um, they have Martin Emerson coming in on a quarterback out of Mississippi State. Um, Alex Wright, defensive end, UNAB. Uh, David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue. So they needed to kind of up the wide receiver and here. They get Jerome Ford here, running back out of Cincinnati here. They go out and get Mike Woods out of Oklahoma. I think that's a pretty good one for round six. Go out there and get him an edge rusher here. Isaiah Thomas, round seven. Went out and got him a center here in round seven as well. Um, Dotson Deaton out of Texas Tech here. Um, so, you know, hey, again, Cleveland, man, they're in a situation here where they had limited draft capital. Obviously, the quarterback that they feel is going to change um, the fortune of the franchise is out for 11 games here. Um, And then that means that he's almost been out for almost about, you know, a year and a half, two years of football here. So, you know, the question is, can he rekindle that MVP status that he had when he was with the Texans here? And then, you know, is... Cleveland going to be in a good situation here. Obviously, they felt that they had to move on from Baker Mayfield. Um, You look at the fact that they're going to be run heavy. Again, you know what you're getting from Nick Chubbs, even though a lot of people feel like this might be a down year for Nick Chubbs. Kareem Hunt wants a new deal. Um, Dearness Johnson, who I think is maybe one of the most underrated running backs here um, in all of football, especially... You know, he kind of reminds me of Matson there that plays for the uh, Vikings here. I think that, you know, here's a guy that maybe some teams might want to trade for because this guy's solid. But um, wide receiver standpoint, listen, they get Amari Cooper over from Dallas. I mean, he's going to be decent. Um, definitely he's going to be solid. The one thing to look at here is his numbers have declined each year. So that's a little scary. Donovan Peoples-Jones been up and down out of Michigan hasn't really um, made quite the impact that I think the Browns are looking for you got David Bell Michael Woods over here we just talked about how they were drafted here Um, they got David um, Nagoko or yeah not sure if I said his name right here Um, they franchised him they're expecting some some big things here Um, so 
hey, I'm not sure what they're going to get here. Obviously, you know, you look at, was it Jacoby um, Brissett here? He's going to be the starting quarterback. He's been a solid starter in this league. Um, it looks like, um, you know, the tight end here might be one of the best options aside from Amari Cooper here. So, you know, this is going to be a tough situation for Cleveland. I, I mean, they're not terrible at the roster position. You know, I mean, as a team, but they are going to struggle, I think, just really just from a camaraderie standpoint. I think that what Cleveland is going to find out here is that it was more than just the quarterback, okay? I think that there was more holes to this thing. And I think when you look at Cleveland as a whole, since they had that one season where they made a lot of noise, uh, I think they got eliminated by the Chiefs in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Everybody wanted them back and everything. The run game the next year, there was injuries. There was inconsistency with Baker Mayfield, I think, to the injuries, not necessarily the talent, because I actually like Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to be an impact player. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I think this is a tough division here. I think that when you look at Cleveland, you know, just kind of looking at what they have here moving forward from the schedule standpoint, um... you know, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough because they open up the the season here. They got a tough one here with Carolina. The Jets, I think they can get that game, but then they come right back. They get Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Chargers, New England, Baltimore, and Cincy. And that's before they head into the bye week. And then it's like, you know, they have Miami, they have Buffalo, they have Tampa Bay, Houston, uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore. So, I mean, the schedule is it's, it's a little bit more favorable at the start, but it's still going to be tough here. And by the time they get to, what, week 11 here, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, that means that if, if things go right, I think Deshaun Watson is scheduled to, to be back November 20th against the Buffalo Bills. So that's going to be a tough game as it is. And I don't know if... If Cleveland's going to even be in position from a playoff standpoint here, but you never know. I, I mean, at, at the 11th game mark, if they can stay close, give themselves a chance here, they're obviously going to get an upgraded quarterback if they can get anything that is 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 just remotely, you know, what Deshaun Watson did there in Houston. If he can bring that to Cleveland, I think that that lifts their their win percentage by a lot so with that being said let's look at the overall rankings here as far as who we expect to win the division who we expect to you know finish last in this division so winning the division I like the Baltimore Ravens I think that the Baltimore Ravens win this division I think that you're going to see a healthy Lamar Jackson He's in a contract year. I think he's going to rip it up. I I really think he's going to rip it up this year. I think that Baltimore wins this division. Um, Next, I got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I think maybe this is the return of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers figure this thing out. I think Pittsburgh comes back. Because remember, when you look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh does not have a lot of losing seasons. Mike Tomlin 
and really any coach, when you look back to Bill Cowher, uh, even Chuck Knoll in his days, Pittsburgh has been very successful. I expect for Pittsburgh to be right back into the fight of things. If everybody can stay healthy, Kenny Pickett becomes the starting quarterback. I like Pittsburgh to to actually come second in this division and actually still a playoff spot. Um, next up, surprisingly, I have to go with Cincinnati. I, you know, I think is to me, I don't know if Cincinnati. I don't know if Cincinnati's ready. I, I think that maybe a, the league has now looked at what Cincinnati likes to do as far as you know throwing the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a lot tougher for Cincinnati this year. And, you know, I'm hoping that they don't have a Super Bowl hangover. But I think it's possible. You know, I think it's possible that Cincinnati does have that happen. I mean, this is what happened to them uh, decades ago, right? They made it to the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be. Never made it back. Never made it back. Never made it back. I think it was Sam Welch or Sam Wise or not sure what the uh, the the uh, the coach was at the time with Boomer Esiason or whatever the case may be, but Cincinnati never made it back, and um, I'm not saying that they're not going to make it back, but I think a lot of teams are going to be ready. I, I don't think that Cincinnati is going to be able to sneak up on teams. Obviously, they played the best football at the best time, which is that's all that matters every season. You could talk about rankings you can talk about you know top to bottom the bottom line is who's going to play the best when it comes down to the playoffs and Cincinnati did that now to see them kind of sneaking into a playoff situation I don't know if that's going to happen I think it's going to be a little bit more tougher um, on the wide receiving court and I think that probably they're going to try to take the ball out of Joe's hands um, and kind of make the try to make them one-dimensional I think that maybe they want to um, perhaps maybe force them to kind of run the football a little bit more. And I think that teams are going to be kind of loaded up in the secondary waiting for Joe Burrow and company. You know, remember Joe Burrow is not quite as mobile. He is coming off of surgery as well. And so I think that if there is going to be a downtime, it might be this year for Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland, I have them finishing last. You know, I have this going to, I have this being a tough year. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is really going to catch his rhythm from week 11 to the end of the year. Um, even though Brissett is going to be a very serviceable backup and he's going to keep Cleveland in it. Not sure if Nick Chubbs is going to be able to carry this roster like he has for some years. Might be a down year for the running game. Uh, if it is a down year for the running game, I think that. You know, Cleveland is built on a run, so obviously if the run goes downhill, they don't have a lot of playmakers on the outside, so this is going to be tough for Cleveland. I think that they're probably about another year away from being a real impact. I think they're going to have to go out. They're going to have to get some more pieces to go with Deshaun Watson before they'll actually be a real threat here in this division. And so with that being said, um, that is actually – Every conference here, kind of going over each team in the conference here and kind of going out there and uh, basically letting you know from top to bottom who will finish where here. So next up, let's move over here to the NBA. And obviously, 
the one thing that we want to talk about here is just, yeah, I, I mean, the blockbuster trade here, which is taking place here. Um, and that's Donovan Mitchell going to the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, man, I, I mean, that's, it's huge. It's huge. He didn't go to the, he didn't go to the Nets. Uh, he didn't go to the Knicks, which a lot of people thought he was going to go to the Knicks here. But yeah, I, I mean, Cleveland essentially got Donovan Mitchell here. Uh, Cleveland sends over Colin Saxton, Laurel Markin. You remember he was a top lottery pick there for the Bulls a couple years ago. Was a free agent, so he got over there. So, yeah, I mean, hey, Danny Ainge, he's sending um, Donovan Mitchell in. Here's a guy, he, he built up the Boston Celtics, so you got to give him credit here. Um, you know, obviously, he's got some draft capital coming back as well. But, man, you look at Donovan Mitchell, he's got Darius Garland over there. He's got both uh, Evan and Isaiah Mobley over there. You got Jared Allen over there. You got Chris LeVert over there. Um, man, I, I mean, they still have Kevin Love on the roster as well. Like, Cleveland just got really scary. Really, really scary. And I'm a Bulls fan. I'm be honest with you. Chicago Bulls love them. Not very good news to hear that Lonzo Ball is still having the knee issues. He's still not going to be ready here initially for uh, obviously any kind of preseason activity and maybe not even ready for the season opener here um, so I mean yeah man when I look at this situation I like Cleveland to really make some noise here I, I think that Cleveland essentially they have a chance to an outside chance to win the division Really, I, I mean, if Chicago has a slow start because they don't have Lonzo Ball, even though I think that they're going to have a lot better situation, uh, they still have Kobe White on the roster. They still have Ayo Desumi over the roster. Um, you know, they have, what is it, Jalen Terry, the kid that they got from Arizona. I think that he's going to be a, an outstanding player as well. They're hoping they get something here with Patrick White, but they're young. They're young. Um, Cleveland has added some experience. They played together here. Um, and they were right there. You know, last year they were in a play-in situation. But make no mistake about it, man. Cleveland, if they're in a play-in situation here, I think it's a disappointing season. Uh, I like them to possibly be top five in the East here. Obviously, it's going to be tough for them to overcome Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, that's three teams right there, and Philly, so that's four, and then you got Cleveland and Chicago right there, but the Pacers have gotten better, Detroit is going to be hopefully better this year, I like what they got in the draft here, uh, I think just about everybody in the Eastern Conference got better, but legitimately, I think that Cleveland is a top five team in the East and, and should be treated that way. So, um, very big shakeup here. I'm curious to see now what does Utah uh, go with moving forward. Uh, I do like 
Colin Saxton, love his game, got a chance to look at him in the summer league before, love everything about this young man, love how he competes, plays at a high level, I think he's going to be very successful here, um, they still have Jordan Clarkson on the roster right now, even though you think about it, it could be a shakeup more for the Jazz, I mean those, those guys could be moving on, there is talk that they could possibly make deals here with the Lakers, um, they do have, what is it, uh, THT coming over here from the Lakers. So you pair that with Saxton. I guarantee you, much like just about every Laker, that has been shipped off. I think he's going to have a good year. You know, the question is, is he going to have like the kind of Cal Kuzman year? Or is he going to be like a Brandon Ingram? Because remember, the Lakers were very reluctant on letting THT go. And so now... I think you're going to see a guy that's probably going to be a lot more consistent. He did have some monster games at times. Um, you know, perhaps they've let his value kind of go down more than they wanted to before they traded him. I think they could have got a lot more had they let go of him. So, um, you know, there's still the question of what's going to happen to uh, Russell Westbrook. I, I love his game, but there, there's still that speculation he might get traded. But um, very interesting. Very, very interesting, guys. So we are just a couple weeks away from preseason basketball. We certainly will be talking about that here. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and definitely finish off the NFL previews. I wanted to talk about the big trade here, what it means for Cleveland, what it means for the um, the Eastern Conference now in the NBA here. So we definitely talked about that. Um, so on our next show here, Perhaps we'll be giving you something special where we'll be talking about uh, the first game of the season here. Um, I believe it is going to be the Rams versus the Bills here on Thursday night. So perhaps we'll be talking about that. And then we'll actually go into uh, perhaps giving a Super Bowl predictions here before that game starts along with a preview here. So um, that is today's show. And so I want to go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show. And I want to thank the fans out there who have listened to us uh, on a week-to-week basis here to help us drive the content. And so for myself, this is Rico, Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show. Take care.